And now, live from the shadow of America's mountain, this is Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. Welcome to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. I am your host, Heath, and with me is my amazing co-host, Michael. Michael, how are you doing today? We're doing good, man. We've been uh, properly burning the midnight oil tonight. Definitely, for sure. And before we get into today's show, just want to get a few housekeeping items out of the way. Be sure to check out rmr.live for all the latest information, updates about the show. There is, of course, a contact us for to submit feedback, comments, suggestions, to be a guest, recommend a guest, whatever you want to do, it's there. If you need prayer, there's two ways that we can partner with you in prayer. The first, of course, is the prayer request form on the website, or you may write us at prayer at rmr.live, and we would love to partner with you in prayer. While you're on the website, of course, you can check out the link tree link to all the socials and all the fun things there. Please like and subscribe to the YouTube and Rumble pages if you're watching us there, uh, because that helps us help you, helps us help you more ways than you know. Also, follow us on Facebook for additional content information that I sometimes forget to post on the website. And if you like the show and the show's content and feel led to donate, there are links to do that on the website down below. And for those watching, on your screen. And we have another amazing show for you today. This show is titled Seven Mountain Series Part 4, Government. And of course, if you like today's show, we encourage you to share it with your friends, your family, your co-workers, etc. Because sharing is caring. And before we get into my favorite commercial segments, just want to do another shout out to Rachel Stormont and Dusty Music for the music playing down below. Because God is doing a new thing here, there, and everywhere. And I actually cannot get enough of this song. So thank you, Rachel, for that. Now, advertisements. Yes? No? Maybe so? Yes, I believe <laughs> so. Um, hey, you know what? With, with long days, putting in long, long hours, you're just going to need a good pair of shoes. Just going to. And at Valentine Comfort Shoes, not only are you going to get a good pair of shoes, you're going to get a community. I like that. What, what kind of community, Heath, are, are we referring to? Oh, we are referring to an amazing community of believers who uh, are going to pray for you, with you, and who are going to uh, stick by what they're trying to actually put on your feet to help you and your body. Yeah, this is a missional experience in the business mountain. Yes. Oh, but that was uh, that was another episode. Sorry. Um <laughs> No, uh, Sean and Amy Blake are uh, loved ones amongst many, but especially us. Yes, for sure. And we love not only their service but their products. Um, I consistently wear some of their some of the boots I got from their store, and I love them. And um, if you are in need of a a shoe. Uh, because you you might have a longer leg or, or uh, you have a hip injury or you have bad knees or bad feet um, this would be the place to go um, in fact they're recommended by doctors all over the state of Colorado honestly uh, he you had a recent experience there what was your recent experience there like in the shoe store you know, actually, every experience I have in the shoe store, and, and I have to be honest, I haven't purchased a set of shoes yet, but that is coming. But I go in uh, for prayer quite regularly and actually have opportunities while I'm there to actually watch Sean and Amy uh, engaging with her customers and just bringing care 
Um, and it's a care and customer service like you don't get a lot of places. They actually want to make sure that you've got the right product for what's ailing your body to help you get into a better place and to a better walk. Huh. Better walk. Yeah, I like that. A better walk. Because <laughs> that you definitely ties say. into this show. Yeah, it definitely ties into this show for sure. Um, but yeah, they there's usually um, some breakthrough that happens when I'm praying there as well. And so it's always, it's always an amazing experience. Never know what I'm going to get, but I know it's going to happen with love when I'm there. So Valentine Comfort Shoes for all your needs. That's right. And next up, Redemption Squad. Guys, Redemption Squad is making moves in our local area. Yes, they are. Um, and frankly, our local area is an epicenter uh, for the move of God. That's kind of why we're around also. <laughs> I would I would say yes. We, as we firmly believe this. And also hence the title of our show and, and broadcast, Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. So, um, yeah, man. Okay. I guess I just touch on this again. Why not? Um, uh, what was it last week? How many days ago was this at the church? Uh, yeah, probably last week. So, yeah, last weekish at the church. Uh, it was re- it was really cold out. Uh, we had terrible, uh, deadly weather. Uh, for the homeless especially, who may not be able to get inside at one of the um, rescue missions or, or uh, any place that let them inside across town, right? So they're, they're stuck outside. So s- somehow, as, as, as you might think they might do, they got up to the north side of town to North Campus. And uh, Zach... And other assorted Redemption Squad leaders were there taking care of the homeless in basically negative 15 degree, you know, negative 20 wind chill. Definitely like negative 10, 6 degrees at times when it was warmer. It was really cold, especially right. for our area. Uh, and, and especially for the north side, too. The north side of our area uh, in our city is more exposed. There's less buildings. There's more foothills. Uh, there's less trees and so for them to venture up here is actually colder it's a cold thing to do so anyway uh, Zach and uh, and the crew were were taking care of uh, uh, these about 50 plus uh, homeless individuals and uh, providing for their needs providing emergency care like they had to, they needed to call the emergency services for, for some uh, but they stayed there a couple days. And uh, so that's just a recent work that's happened. So pray for Redemption Squad, guys. Um, they're still in the hunt for a building. They, they feel like they've landed on a few options. Uh, but, but you know how, uh, especially in these times, uh, acquiring a property can be tough. <laughs> yes. And uh, especially one that's like perfectly uh, or not so perfectly suited for what you need. So um, keep on praying for them, guys. Keep on uh, keep on praying. There's a lot of gold in the homeless or really needing help. Re- people needing help community. 
Um, there's Redemption Squad is bringing turnarounds out of these people, meaning they're finding the Lord and their life, and uh, through the care, through through the goodness, through the good works, right? They're and, and the gospel being really uh, powerfully preached. Uh, we there's some people have been turned around and are serving the Lord. Uh, and, and have joined Redemption Squad and yes. the outreach team. And that's just an amazing thing because it's not like we're just handing out meals. Uh, there are turnarounds in these people's lives and they turn around and they start serving the Lord. They, they find Jesus. They get baptized in the Holy Spirit. They get delivered, all these things. And then now they're serving God and, they're, and they love serving God with Redemption Squad. And so now it's just... Frankly, this is what a snowball effect is, I think. <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah, it's really cool. So, Heath, what do you got, man? So, while we're talking about Redemption Squad, just want to throw out that if you're in the Colorado Springs area this weekend, actually, we're doing another outreach. Uh, well, they're doing another outreach, but uh, we here at Rocky Mountain Revival Radio are going to partner with them on that and uh, show up and help assemble some boxes on Friday night at Radiant Church Central Campus at 6 o'clock. And then Saturday... Uh, we're going to meet at 10 o'clock Central Campus to have a, a pre, pre-meeting, pre uh, communion, prayer, all kinds of things, information meeting. And then we're going to go out and hit the streets, pass out some boxes, and bless some lives. So that is going to happen this weekend again, February 10th and 11th, if you are in the Colorado Springs area and feel led to uh, come hang out and have some fun and, and actually uh, partake in some life-changing evangelism, this would be the weekend to do it. Absolutely. So... Um... Oh, goodness. Oh. oh, I hear a sound. I love that sound. I love the sound so much. The sound <laughs> of uh, rightly tuned G strings and E strings. D strings. Yes. <laughs> coming from the north. All the north way from Wyoming. Wyoming. Wyoming, yes, yes. Wyoming custom guitars. We love Wyoming custom Dude. guitars. Love Dude, them, love tell them. Tell me about it. So, so these guitars are handcrafted <laughs> by Bill Palmer, who has been writing music, playing music, singing music since 1979. These things are a labor of love, again, painstakingly handcrafted to the finest detail, making sure that they are just right. We're talking about tuning, we're talking about the look, we're talking about the design, everything is carefully considered and weighed uh, as these guitars are being built. Uh, there is a link down below to some work. I'm going to throw up some stuff on the screen for you so you can see some of the work that's being done there as well. Uh, the website, unfortunately, this last week had a huge glitch. So uh, we're working uh, actually with my dad to help get that fixed. Um, but yes, it's coming. It's coming. There's there's going to be great things to see there. So love these guitars. Um, matter of fact, there's a couple that I've got my eye on too because they're that good. <laughs> and, I don't, and I haven't played for probably 30 plus years. So yeah, there's that. But these things are great. Well, as Rachel was saying, he's doing a new thing, I believe. I believe. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> even, be. even in in the Palmer family with guitars. So That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For sure. And our for last... Our last endorsement, our last uh, uh, commerciale is the book Holy Rebel. Our pastors, Pastor Todd and Pastor Kelly, wrote a book, and it's out. Oh, it's out. And 
I just wanted to read some thoughts from a radio show host and best-selling author of Bonhoeffer, Letter to the American Church, host of their McTaxer show. Uh, he says, Eric Metaxas says, Nothing makes my heart leap more when I find brothers and sisters in the faith who understand the times we are in and who know what God is asking them, asking of them. And more than that, who exhort others to the battle. So it is a great joy to know Todd and Kelly Hudnall and to heartily endorse their vitally important book, Holy Rebel. It is a stirring invitation to join the great adventure for which we were born. And frankly... Heath, today we're talking about uh, advancement, God's advancement for all mankind in the government sector. Heath? Yes. Yes. So, again, as we mentioned before, this is the fourth episode in our Seven Mountains series. This one's dealing with government. And government is the structure that governs or rules a body of people. It establishes conformity through rules, laws, regulations for the benefit of the community. Now, I want to point out before we go any further into this episode to point out that in the beginning that God did not set up government or put man in a governmental role to rule over men it was actually over the animals the birds the fish all the things it was not to rule over one another that did not happen until after the fall so that's where man's sin kicked in took over and changed some things a little bit um changed the design for what government uh, actually was spoken for us and also wanted to mention that this little uh, uh, scripture verse here from Proverbs 29.2, that when the righteous increase, the people rejoice. But when the wicked man rules, people groan. And I don't know about uh, some of our listeners across the globe, but I know that it definitely is a true statement here in the States, depending upon who's in, uh, <laughs> in control of things. <laughs> oh, we know it. <laughs> and definitely. we know it. And we, we know it. We sure do. On every branch of government, we know it. We do. And uh, that's one reason why we're talking about this. We do desire to inspire uh, God's people to do what they're called to do, period, plain and simple. We don't care what mountain you're called to to, uh, hike up. Right. Oh, wrong side. (laughs) Hike up. There you go. We do not care. This is a 14er in our local area. Uh, Pikes Peak. This is the backside of Pikes Peak, I believe. Yes. It's, yeah, backside. I would say so. So this is a this is a Teller County. Hey, Teller County, shout out! If we have any listeners <laughs> in Teller County, please write. That's right. <laughs> please write. Definitely. In. Definitely. Not we, many. Probably not many. Probably not. Um, we talked a couple episodes ago too. Um, if you've been actually following along in this series, that each of these mountains has their own spiritual forces that are prevailing. Mm. Uh, you know that you're going to have to combat if you're doing business uh, or if you're participating or hiking or river dancing or whatever you're doing on that mountain. Um, you you're going to have to face some of these demons. And yes, I said river dancing. Um, so these. Uh, particular demon demonic spirits for this particular mountain are impacting your service uh, through power and control. Um, So we definitely need to be aware of that as we're operating in this mountain. Yes. Can you, can you start us off with Isaiah uh, nine, six through seven? I sure can. Give me just a second here because I didn't have that one handy. Guys, I want this to be one of the anchors of our thought process here as we kind of process some um, some scriptures 
right some thoughts out well yes scripture is a great place to to put down foundation so isaiah 9 6 says for a child will be born to us a son will be given to us and the government will rest on his shoulders and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty god eternal father prince of peace there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of david and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore okay and as believers if you're a believer um listening in uh little in-house talk for a second here believers you heard throne of david you heard the word throne you heard the word government um you heard the word government upon christ's shoulders none of this is like uh step aside let him do it type stuff actually uh and we and we'll talk about what we mean one thing i do want to say right here off the bat is um people in government servants of god in government that benefit the good of every single human being not just the jews or the christians specified in the bible <laughs> most of the time the jews are in captivity by the way too so that one doesn't really always work um and so because they were the chosen people and because they were disobedient most of the time and so the government they're usually talking about is their captive uh the the government that took them captive so what, what I'm trying to say is, as Christians, we're supposed to be Christ-like. In the Lord's Prayer, we pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm not saying that God's will is only government-minded. Oh, no, no, no. We have the example and the teachings of Jesus that do say otherwise. And the prophets, by the way, too. But he's the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. So let's just keep on looking to him for, for uh, our entire lives. Why don't we? So um, I'm now going to read. So that's just a little in-house comment there, Christians, believers. Uh, let's keep on being Christ-like. And let's let's not exclude uh, his ideals on his government. So, okay. Genesis 1. 26 i'm, I'm going to grab that genesis 1 verse 26 so let's we're, we just talked about the second adam of christ right and him being our example uh especially if we're in christ and we're empowered to be christ-like examples right so now let's go to the first adam and the ideals and heath heath basically just mentioned this but i'm going to look at the first adam and the ideals expressed here on genesis uh, chapter 1 verse 26 and 28 then God said, let us make man in our image. Yo, Heath. Yes, that's amazing. We're supposed to be made in God's image. No, not supposed to be. We are. And we are supposed to have this government complex. Yes. Okay, I'll go on. <laughs> um, in our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air over the livestock over all the earth and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Heath, you're right. There was no mention of rule over uh, your wife, rule over your friends, uh, rule over your enemies. Uh, there isn't any of that there yet. <laughs> right. 
there's like a very young, a very brand new vision of God's earth rule that he imparts to these humans that he um, makes. Okay, that was 26. 28, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Yeah, that's right, Davos, Switzerland. We said increase in number. Oh, I'm sorry. God said that. <laughs> um, increase, not annihilate down to uh, a certain percentage of the world's population. A small percentage, by the way. No, not that. No, increase. Increase. Increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. You hear that, Davos, Switzerland? I'm sorry. Like, goodness gracious. You guys in your end of the world stuff blows my mind. I'm so thankful that my God said this. Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Okay, Heath, what you got? I, you know, it's, again, as I said in the beginning, there there really was no um, plan. This wasn't part of plan A for there to be a, a governing structure for man to govern other men um you know but we're gonna see as we go through this episode that there are some you know we've we've selected a few examples um and, and there's plenty more that we could have chosen to talk about in this episode um and just to just to do some biblical name dropping because why not you know there are some great uh biblical leaders um you know engaging in the government atmosphere like deborah or esther or john the baptist or joseph uh king david nehemiah paul just to name a few um and, and so there there's as, as we were doing research for this there's just so many instances in the entire bible um that actually deal with this particular topic and, and again i just am surprised every week that we start doing show prep and it's like man i never thought that this stuff was here i thought that this was here what you know and pretty soon all this stuff just kind of comes to the surface of how how much everyday life there is in this book um, you want to you want to hear about a small miracle that just happened i love small miracles yes okay i call them small i any miracle is amazing but this is this is amazing so the Bible I have here is a is a uh, heirloom from my grandpa to me, and I requested it of him. I'm like, Grandpa, for my birthday, there's one thing I do want. I, I like that Bible that you have a lot, and it's a one he hadn't used in a long time. And anyway, so he he got me that for Christmas, and um, which was awesome. This is I love this that Bible. That is awesome. I opened up to Deuteronomy 17. I'm just flipping to our next stuff that we already prepared, right? Right. We were going to go into, Heath and I are going to go into uh, the ministry of uh, the prophet, priest, very significant fi figure in Jewish history, Samuel. Okay. Well, but in Deuteronomy 17, and a note fell out of the Bible of my grandpa writing down Deuteronomy 17, 14 through 20. Should we read that? Yeah, let's go for it. Watch this. It's, it's titled The King, Heath. Oh. We're talking about government today. We are. When you enter the land the Lord your God has given you and taken possession of it and settled in it. Hmm. That's some very governmental language there. Hmm. Um, and you say, let us set a king over us like all the nations around us. Be sure to appoint over you the king 
the Lord your God chooses. Mm. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> he must be from among your own brothers. Do not place a foreigner over you who, uh, well, over you. One who is not a brother, a brother Israelite. The king, moreover, must not acquire great numbers of horses for himself or make the people return to Egypt to get more of them. Wow. For the Lord has told you, you are not to go back that way again. He must not take many wives or his heart will be led astray. Led astray from who, Heath? Uh, that would be from God and okay. from his duty to his people. So that's a twofold yeah, astray. Right, 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 right. Exactly. And so let's put this in church terms. Away from God, from, from the Lord Jesus, and then uh, relationally. So horizontal relationally and vertically relationally. Yes, okay. Yes. Do, uh, do, 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 do. You were 17B. Thank you. He must not accumulate large amounts of silver and gold. When he takes the throne of his kingdom, he is to write for himself on a scroll a copy of this law. Wow. So he's supposed to become a scribe of the law. Taken from that of the priests who are Levites. It is to be with him. So he's to have a copy of the Bible with him. Um, is to, It is to be with him, and he is to read it all the days of his life. So that he may learn to revere the Lord his God and follow carefully all the words of this law and these decrees and not consider himself better than his brothers and turn from the law to the right or the left. Then he and his descendants will reign a long time over his kingdom in Israel. Mm. So uh, I just I just found that amazing that that was the uh, passage uh and the note that my grandpa left in here. And I have not even seen this thing. So that's amazing. That's awesome. And it fits so well with what we're doing today. So praise God there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So any thoughts on that uh, passage? Well, I just, as you're reading that, I, I'm my head just running through, you know, again, locally. And, and I, this is a difficult topic for me for the fact that we have international listeners and I'm, and I'm not familiar with, you know, governmental structures and things like that, where, where we've got listeners at right now. And so I don't want to do you a disservice by, you know, trying to speak on something that I know nothing of. So I can only speak from a relational point of, of what's going on here in the United States. And I look back as Michael's reading this and I'm just thinking about all these people that have been in leadership positions in our country um, and how these statements, if we applied them, would they measure up to be a good, um, a good leader according, according to the scripture uh, as far as what, uh, the Bible is talking about is for a good leader, for a king, for, you know, uh, maybe a president or a dictator or where, you know, whatever, whatever label we want to throw on it. Um, again, just using this as a measure, I can clearly see that a lot of people fall short. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're not going to, not going to name drop, but there are definitely some uh, shortcomings if we're going to use this as the, you know, the, <laughs> the comparison. So some double minded, um, some, yeah, some <laughs> yes. double minded actors. Anyway. Um, Definitely. So 
one thing we move on into is looking at a servant of the Lord, especially in the government sector, who was raised up in the religious sector or mountain, right? His name is Samuel, and he was a miracle child. Hannah, his mom, wasn't able to have kids, and she cried out to the Lord desperately to have a child. And then promised to dedicate this child to uh, the temple, to the Lord, uh, if she was going to get one. And she got one. The Lord the Lord blessed her, and she became pregnant. And this, this boy, Samuel, was raised up under the priest Eli. Um, and he becomes a leader uh, in, in a couple ways, in, in the religious sector and in the government sector um, of this nation, Israel. Uh, one of the things that Samuel does is he anoints Saul. He anoints Saul because his sons, he appointed his sons as judges at the time. Uh, they did not follow his ways. The people kind of called them on that. And then they demanded a king. And so he goes to the Lord about this. And the Lord says, listen, they didn't reject they re- they rejected the whole system here, Samuel. So it's almost like the Lord and him had a plan of getting his sons judges and, and that Samuel would be kind of like a leader over these judges. And and so that so it would be like a uh like the clergy. Well, I mean, this is this the, the old testament system has been tried uh in nations in the past of of like a uh a czar, a head of church and state or something like that. Right. So like the King of England, head of church and state. Uh, and we, we know problems with that. <laughs> There's been problems with that in the past. Just one or two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just... So, so these people demand a King, uh, the Israelites. And so Saul goes, or sorry, Samuel goes, Hey, what do we do? Lord, what do we do? Lord. And the Lord's like, give him a King. And they're they're going to get what they're asking for, because we just read that uh, passage in Deuteronomy 17. And so Samuel knows this passage. He definitely memorized this passage growing up in the temple. And so that's why he went to the Lord. He's like, Lord, we got issues here. They're demanding this king. And the Lord says, give them what they want. Let's uh, (laughs) and warn them what's going to happen when you get what you want. And so he does, and they don't care. And they're like, "No, keep on. I don't care. Get me that king that we want. We want. We want to. We want to be like the rest of the world." Okay. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Heath, what does that sound like today? We want to be like the rest of the world. We don't want to be uh, an example for good in the world. We don't want to be a, a a city shining on a hill. We don't want to be lights in our own life. Forget about the city shining on the hill. Right. We don't even want to be lamps on a stand. We don't want to be salt and light. You see what I'm saying? What do you what do you what are you getting here, bro? <laughs> you know, it's it really is um just a statement for today. Like it really is a current time statement of, you know, if you're you're different than what uh society and everybody else wants you to be, then you're pretty much canceled or you're, you know, shunned or whatever. There's this whole fear of actually being true to who you are. And we're actually going to talk about some of that uh, a little later on with our, uh, our buddy, Daniel, but um, 
you know, there there is something about You're calling him in for an interview. <laughs> That's right. That's is right. He coming <laughs> in to the studio live from the book of Daniel, Daniel himself. <laughs> I think I think Saul later on um, learned that lesson before he died. Also, he yeah. he tried to he tried to summon up someone. I think. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> it didn't go well for him. Probably Maybe we shouldn't try and bring Daniel in. I think we should let him rest. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably a good idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you tell that we've Bible been working jokes. on this episode for a while with Bible jokes? <laughs> this is awesome. That uh, wasn't planned, guys. <laughs> we do these every once in a while. We just get comedic gold. There you go. That's yours for this episode. Can't promise anything else. But Me no, <laughs> at best. Is, there, is there a fourth place medal? Because I feel like bronze might be too high for that one, too. But comedic, comedic tin, <laughs> aluminum, there aluminum. You go. <laughs> not even tin, aluminum. not even tin, it's aluminum. Um, anyway, so yeah, that that whole set of uh scripture there just really sounds like it's talking about now. And in our current culture and society of how there is no um, no sense of urgency to want to stand up and to be uh, who God created you to be and the authority that you have to say, hey, this isn't right or this isn't uh, how we should be doing things to affect some change. And, and so, yeah, that definitely resonated heavily uh, as you were reading that. Good because I really hope that touched someone and, and, and guys, we all are given by God, a sphere of influence. And sometimes government is not in our sphere of influence, but we're all given a um, sphere of influence by the Lord. And you may not be a politician or in government, but you may know, know someone who is, and you can pray for them and encourage them. Let them know you have their back because um, you desire to be a light in your world and salt in your, in your world. Um, and you're going to be praying for them and, uh, and encouraging them and there for them. Okay. You know, Heath, so Saul becomes anointed out of the demands and the, and the desires of these people to be like the world. They wanted to be like the world instead of, uh, keep on representing God and keep on, uh, trying and attempting to do Israel's, OG mission, original mission, which was to be a light unto the world. And right. that, that was one of the whole main reasons uh, God picked them. So they weren't doing that very well, obviously. They kept on messing up. Well, their appointed king also keeps on messing up. Saul <laughs> has a time where it gets really bad for him, and the anointing is basically maybe not removed, but the, the, the end clock has started. So let's check this out. Um, 1 Samuel 15, 23, I believe. As I turn there, here we are. Hmm, I guess I'm just going to read this and maybe describe it. For rebellion is like the sin of divination and arrogance, like the evil of idolatry, because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He has rejected you as king. Well... So what had happened was, let's see if I should read. I gave you the conclusion. Okay. The Lord instructs Saul 
and the Israelite army, the army of God, to go in to an area that they needed to conquer. Why did they need to conquer? Well, for many reasons. But the Lord invited or told them, commanded Saul to go in and wipe everything out. And he did not do that. He did not obey God's command. He took sheeps and cows for plunder. And he also saved the king. He also did not spare the king. Agag, he was not a good guy, guys. I mean, we're talking worse than Hitler in so many ways. We're talking about a creepy guy, evil guy. And he was spared. And, um, well, the Lord tells the prophet Samuel, hey, um, we got problems. Saul did not did not do what I told him to do, what I told him, told him, told him, communicated to him to do. <laughs> and, um, and so Samuel goes and confronts King Saul. And Saul just pops off all cocky. Saul goes, look at how we've obeyed the Lord. <laughs> and and uh, Samuel is like, hey, um, why do I hear bleeding sheep and cows a mooing? Okay. And, and then Saul ex explains this like, hey, no big deal. Uh, it's plunder. And, you know, I'm not even sure what his reasoning was for sparing the king. I mean, this is seriously like it's worse than taking Hitler home as your pet. It's just so weird. Um, this move of God through his Israelite army and through the commander of that army, King Saul, was to remove evil off the earth. Um, and he didn't do that. It would be like if uh, Britain and America gave up in World War II. Just gave up. Just. We we don't need to finish this thing. We'll just let them uh, repopulate. And uh, in 20 years, we'll all be busted. And uh, so anyway. Well, let's put it like this. Samuel finishes the job and does it very quickly. Um, and then informs, as we read in verse 23 of 15, informs Saul, uh, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. <laughs> I'll just read this. This this is an interesting back and forth they have here. In verse 24, then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. I have violated the Lord's command and your instructions. I was afraid of the people. So I gave in to them. Huh. A leader afraid of the people he was put in charge of by God. Now I beg you, forgive my sin and come back with me so that I may worship the Lord. He's, he's asking the wrong guy to forgive his sin. This guy is wackadoodle in every single direction, guys. But Samuel said to him, I will not go back with you. You have rejected the word of the Lord. Samuel stick, Sam, Sam sticks true to who God is and the ministry given to him. 
You have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you as king over Israel. With an exclamation point. As Samuel turned to leave, Saul caught hold of the edge of his robe, and it tore. Samuel said to him, the Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to the one, it to one of your neighbors, to one better than you. He who is the glory of Israel does not lie or change his mind, for he is not a man that he should change his mind. Saul replied, I have sinned, but please honor me before the elders of my people. And before Israel, come back with me so I may worship the Lord, your God. So Samuel went back with Saul, and Saul worshiped the Lord. Then Samuel said, oh, okay, I, we have to break that part down. So this guy wants pomp and circumstance, even though uh, he's like the countdown of the actualization of the word of the Lord has just begun. So the word of the Lord was... This kingdom has been torn from you. You're no longer the king. It's now going to be given to another neighbor of yours, one better than you. Um, so that whole process and the word of the Lord doing all that work has just started. In the meantime, um, can we give a proper uh, parade, celebration parade, so I can uh, get over to the temple or get over to the... Uh, wherever they were worshiping the Lord in those days, I kind of forget right now, but I could go and worship the Lord. It, it's like this dude wanted to cover up uh, his mistakes or his, you know, disobedience. And so Samuel goes back with him. Now this, this gets amazing. Um, then Samuel said, bring me Agag, king of the Amalekites. Agag came to him confidently. Ooh, 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 ooh. Step back, Agag. You do not know who you're messing with, bro. Whoa. <laughs> Thinking, surely the bitterness of death is past. Yeah, he he was he was feeling okay. But Samuel said, As your sword has made women childless. Okay. 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 <laughs> now we're getting a picture at how jacked up this guy is. Your sword has made women childless. That means he has cut open women with his sword and removed babies. So will your mother be childless among women. And Samuel put Agag to death before the Lord at Gilgal. Then Samuel left for Ramah. But Saul went up to his home in Gibeah of Saul until the day Samuel died. He did not go to see Saul again. So so Samuel's ministry and business with Saul was over. <laughs> uh, until the day Samuel died, and he did not go and see Saul again, though Samuel mourned for him, and the Lord was grieved that he had made Saul king over Israel. Heath! Wow. That's... Uh... <sighs> It's interesting that, you know, God had a plan. He made a choice. Um, 
And I think, you know, that's something to be said for all of our lives. God has a plan for us, a purpose for us. And it's up to us whether or not we choose to engage in that uh, because we have free will. We can still choose to not. And, and here we have an example of that. And at the end of the day, this last line is really heavy, that the Lord regretted that he made Saul king over Israel. Um, you know, that's got to be a really bad day when God's in there going, wow, that was a bad, bad call on my part. Um that just is a heavy point here that, you know, we we can do things that are going to cause God to go, oh, that was not a good plan on my part. I wanted it to be a good plan. I thought it was a great plan. But then y'all came in and mucked it up. And now here we are. Um, you know, it's that. Yeah, that's a heavy point. Well, and and I would almost say that's. I would say. Some of what you said there is a little Old Testament. And what I mean is we're now in Christ. And um, behold, the old has gone away and we got new things. Thank God Thank we God. got new things. <laughs> Thank God we um, got new things. And this prophet's job was a tough one that day. Uh, he had to finish what Saul could not finish. And, uh, <laughs> listen, a prophet's job in the old Testament was a lot harder. <laughs> right. Um, uh, and a proclaimer of Christ and a, a prophet in Christ, uh, an apostle, a, pra a pastor, a teacher, um, an evangelist, uh, we weren't promised, uh, rainbows and unicorns. Uh, <laughs> but we also don't have to go and uh, <laughs> do some Old Testament um, finishing of jobs. <laughs> so thank God. Thank thank God. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, what's next, Heath? What do you got, man? Do you have any other any other thoughts or scriptures? Uh, not not in reference to this. I I feel like that's a good uh, good ending point for. Uh, Samuel and Saul there and maybe jumping into some Daniel, I think. Yeah. So next up on our, our quick Bible survey of, of, and you can do so much more uh, looking at God's men and women in government in the Bible. Just got to repeat that. It's so much of the Bible. I don't want to give it a percentage, but it's a lot of the Bible is yeah. what servants of God did in government affected leaders in a good way. Um, and Daniel is actually one of them. So we go from uh, in-house operations of Israel and the prophet there to, you know what though, before we go to Daniel, we just need to finish a thought with, with Samuel. So Samuel anoints David by today's standards. Samuel would be a false prophet <laughs> because Samuel died before David was ultimately King. Like he anointed him. Now we know from history that David eventually did about, Oh gosh. Oh gosh. 20 years later. Ooh, he was 40 when, he, let's just say it like this. He was 40 when he was king, 40-ish. But Samuel was gone. 
So anointing day had long, long gone. And um, so, Heath, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I, I, I don't know that I can add add to that, actually. Okay. My point in saying that is um, a servant of God's job is handling the eternal is handling the the things that even go beyond his life if you are on team god in christ you are touching the eternal and you are doing stuff and participating in god's plan which is beyond your life and sometimes we serve god and the results are beyond our life Right. And we don't know what fruit is going to come after us because, but as long as you keep on serving God, even if you are called a false prophet, even, even if the results of your ministry aren't all seen in your lifetime, um, I can't think of, ex- of an exact uh, family at my own family account, but I do know, I do have a, a cool lineage of, of some ministers of the Lord that I'm so thankful for. Um, and I bet they wished, you know, they would have saw some more fruit or some more results, uh, from the, from the relationship they had with Jesus. And maybe they didn't see that. Um, maybe there were just stoppages in their times that seemed weird. Maybe they saw a vision of the Lord and acted in obedience and, and had that go guys. There's some of you that are acting in obedience in a vision, out of a vision, out of, out of a conversation with the Lord that you are having in these days. And I, I would say in these times, it seems like things are sped up. It seems like we're seeing a lot of fruit, a lot of fulfilled prophecies. Um, these guys, especially in these times, this, this should be an encouragement for us whether it be the apostles or these prophets, uh, they didn't always see a lot of fruit uh, from their relationships and ministries with God and and to these people. And prophets out there, um, keep on doing what the Lord tells you to do in love. Be obedient in love. Um, Improve on your accuracy improve on your ability to hear the Lord Jesus um, but you are you are accountable for your dialogue and your words and and uh, sphere of influence um, and and that's a humbling thing but the important thing is that we keep on working and keep on serving uh, in love uh, how God would have us serve and and as we look at this government uh, kind of survey, um, just let that be an encouragement to you um, to keep on going in boldness, in a bold obedience, in love. Uh, do as the scriptures say in context uh, and continue on. Heath, do you have anything there? Yeah, I just wanted to kind of, I guess, layer on or stack on to kind of what you're talking about there. And just, you know, I don't want to come on here and and say that that we 
you know, we expect this is an easy mountain to, to, to tackle. Sometimes this mountain itself can be a very slippery slope. Um, you know, with, with everything that goes on in the, you know, political government realm, um, and, and it can be very messy. It can be very uncomfortable at times, but, you know, if you're called to be in this mountain, um, know that you're called for a reason. Um, because again, with all the mess, with all the conflict, all the stuff that takes place on this particular mountain, um, it, it requires people like you, if you've been called to help deal with the things to help, um, bring a biblical principle to a worldly focused area. Um, and that's definitely not an easy thing for sure. Uh, but one that I want to encourage you in, uh, as, as you're engaging in this mountain, um, you know, it's not, a, it's not an easy hike for sure, but it's one that's going to be worth it. Um, if you, you take a stand and hold your, your principles and values as, as you're going to see here with, uh, Daniel. Yeah. So Daniel is a, Daniel is a perfect picture of a faithful prophet of God, uh, serving God through three empires in exile. Uh, so we go from in-house uh, government work to uh, exile government work and still serving the Lord faithfully. Uh, Daniel and his friends did. And so he was for three empires. He was a lead advisor or wise man um, three times. Uh he influenced generations of Eastern wise men, very likely the ones who visited and worshipped young Jesus. Yeah, the right. East. Wise men from the East. Um, I mean, it's actually kind of interesting if you think about it, because if, if they were surveyors of the stars uh, and they were getting uh, prophetic words out of uh, Hebrew scriptures and the stars... And that all came from, and those predictions and, and, and um, uh, seeing when the Messiah would come and Daniel was able to pinpoint that and pass along all that knowledge down to the generation where his ministry affects these dudes to go and worship Jesus. I mean, that is just wow. <laughs> right. Well, and I, I think there's something to be said too, for the fact that these, these three, um, kingdoms or reigns whatever verbiage we're going to use they were not they were not israelite they were in captive captivity and so there mm -hmm. he's he's influencing not only his own culture but but those of his captors as well um which is also an incredible thing too to think about the fact that you know if you're you're in captivity somewhere you're in a position to rise to to be one of the most powerful men in the kingdom um, because Daniel was definitely considered that at one point in time, you know, he, he had power, he had authority, um, and was able to speak on matters and, you know, he's a captive in another land and he's able to do that. Um, that's glory of God right there for one, but for two, that's not a typical situation that, you know, when you hear folks that have been in captivity, you talk about their experience, you know, while they may have some. Um, I'm thinking about some stories from like World War II or some of these camps, um, you know, there there was a senior officer that kind of spoke for his uh, 
you know, fellow captives and, and had some authority over that group, but still was very, uh, you know, submitted to uh, the will of their captors. And that's, that's not necessarily the case with Daniel. Yeah. So Daniel was an infiltrator um, in a very demonic and secular uh, environment. And we also knew kind of Israel had been like that too. And that's pretty much one of the reasons why they were um, taken captive. And this was predicted uh, by the Lord to his prophet, uh, prophesied by the Lord to his prophet. So, uh, so it happens. And then these boys are, you know, taken captive, you know, uh, Daniel. Oh, I forget their Hebrew names, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. (laughs) And, um, one thing it says here in Daniel 1, verse 8, but Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. So they dedicated themselves to God, and whether they died or or they flourished there, they were going to uh, be true to who God had called them to be. Um, they were going to be true to worshiping the Lord, their God, even, even in exile. And um, so he, he lives this out his entire life and the Lord puts him right there in leadership, the very heights of leadership through Daniel and the boys trusting in the Lord there. Um, the miracles that happen uh, is an acceleration of God um, for them to continue lovingly serve these evil men that might uh, see the God and get to know the God that Daniel served. And for a couple of them, this really does happen. Um, Nebuchadnezzar, who pagan empire, you know, pagan emperor, right? He, He's confessing Daniel's God is God after uh, he has a crazy spout and becomes like an animal and eats grass for a long time. <laughs> and then he comes out of it and he's like, yep, uh, Daniel's God is God. And he makes this massive edict and and tells the whole testimony of what happened. Um, And then when Daniel is faced with the lion's den scenario, when he was framed, and uh gets thrown he was he's about to be number two in the land the other wise men don't like it they call him out they plan they frame him he gets thrown into the lion's den and because he's not eaten that miracle is um seen by ooh, i think it's darius i could be wrong i think so and so um and so darius Uh, exalts God too. And so some of you guys might be in hard scenarios in life, but God is going to accelerate you because of your faithfulness to him. Um, Keep on no matter what, uh, be that man of God, that woman of God. Um, Keep on loving who God has around you. Expect miracles, expect the character to be seen, expect the miraculous. 
Um, and even in exile, God will um, put the right people where they need to be. Uh, and, and that always doesn't look like flourishing, but it definitely can. And you can definitely be, have these upgrades from the Lord. And, um, and your, your wise voice from seeking the Lord and all that wisdom he imparts to you uh, could be seen as important in leadership. Heath, you know, as you were talking, I just felt the the need to encourage anybody operating this mountain that, um, you know, come from a place of love. Um, Michael said something, um, and it kind of kind of sparked a highlight for me. You know, about praying for praying for people, especially people that you work with, p- people that have opposing views, um, people that you know are common to disagree with you about things. Um, make sure that you're not, you know, just being quick to anger with things that you're actually seeking to understand, but also, you know, not, not giving way to your convictions, your viewpoints, your beliefs, you know, and, and steadily praying uh, for, for your opponents. Um, Because, you know, I just was reminded, we, we talked um, a lot in the last few shows and, and even outside of shows in, in group and a couple other places that, you know, when we operate in a place of love, we, we open more doors for God to do works with us and through us. Um, and, and so I just want to encourage you again, cause I, I fully recognize that this mountain is, is probably one of the more difficult ones to operate in and to operate from a, a, a Christ-like mindset all the time. Um, because there's so many things that are involved with, um, you know, holding and maintaining your office, whatever level that is, um, in, in government. And so, you know, definitely want to encourage you to, uh, to again, have that Daniel mindset to not lose your convictions, to, to keep your biblical values and to come at situations with a place of, of love and compassion and understanding, um, so that, uh, you're praying into the situation that you're being proactive for, uh, allowing or you're giving God an avenue and opportunity to work and move. So, yeah, I can't hear you. Now we're unmuted. There we go. There we go. <laughs> okay. We were muted, but now we're not. And so what happens now is now you can hear me. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> Which makes for a better uh, podcast for the podcast listeners, for sure. <laughs> you know, and and for anyone who needed a break from me, there you go. There you go. And it's it's yours. And God bless you. <laughs> and and um, so Matthew eighteen eighteen. So Jesus comes around, right? Heath, did yes. Jesus come around? Jesus came around. And Jesus did some amazing things. Yes. Um, one thing that he brought, and one of the things he said, thank you, Lord, is the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He also preached the good news of the kingdom. Yes. Of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I really just want to just stop on that word kingdom of heaven. Um, Heath, where, where, are you, where are you seeing in scriptures that, that the kingdom of heaven is inside of us? What, what was that? So actually there is, yeah. So there's a set of scripture in Mark 
where well let me backstory a little bit so we were talking pre-show you know how basically Jesus came to earth to establish the kingdom, but it wasn't in a way that the Israelites thought it was going to be because the Israelites thought Jesus was going to come. He was going to take the throne. He was going to be this conqueror and establish all these things and just fix all their problems. And that's really not his purpose. His purpose was was a, a dual purpose to establish the kingdom um, on earth as well as to to lay groundwork for the the heavenly kingdom to come. And, and so he's having a conversation in, in Mark with, um, you know, some of the, uh, teachers and preachers at the time. And, you know, there's an exchange that goes back and forth. And, and basically the, 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 the takeaway that I got out of this was this one piece of scripture from Mark 12, uh, verse 34. And it says, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Um, and really that that is so true but it's it's a deeper thing than that because the reality of God's kingdom here on earth is actually established through the holy spirit living in us believers and so we are the kingdom we are the kingdom here now we are um, a royal priesthood right exactly so royal would would talk about kingdom priesthood would talk about uh administers of god on earth right in in both ways in both offices i'm also going to add an acts to impl implement uh we're all prophetic royal priests and some are prophets royal priests <laughs> right some are pastors royal priests uh, some are apostolic. Apostolic would would also emphasize God's government on a on a, an amazing level. If you are apostolically anointed, you are considering mass visions of a move of God. Um, the apostle was sent in. Uh, the apostle was a general from the emperor. He's a representative of the emperor or the or the king. He would come in into a conquered area, a recently conquered area and implement the culture and the tidings of great joy <laughs> or whatever it might be uh that yeah that was a greek word to describe um uh, a viceroy maybe of the king or the emperor that would come in and establish culture right and vision and and emperor's desires for this area so if you are apostolically anointed, you uh, you have a lot of vision that the Lord gives you uh, for an area and a larger movement um, within the church for sure, but how it would affect an area. You God gives you um, gifts and talents needed to do bigger bigger landscape stuff. Okay, so. Uh, Matthew 18, 18 says, I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Heath. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We agree. <laughs> we agree. We agree that that is, that is what the scripture says. Um, you know, yes. the, <laughs> the, the um, one of the, one of the points here with this is the fact that you know 
the entire time Jesus is on earth, he's trying to establish, you know, this, this kingdom that the disciples just aren't picking up. Um, and even when he's fairly, you know, clear in a statement like this, there's still some confusion amongst the disciples, which I, every time I read the gospels, I'm just like, man, for these guys spending so much time with Jesus, um, they still didn't always get it. Um, and that gives me hope because there are days I definitely don't get it either. Um, but yeah, this, this gives believers power uh, and authority in Jesus in the kingdom, uh, to, to speak. Uh, this is, this is the foundational verse for speaking power and authority. Um, so that we, we activate, you know, on that, uh, uh, what is it the John 14 12 verse you know go do the things that I've done but but more better bigger whatever so Jesus gave us that authority and and here you know he's saying if you speak it it's gonna happen if you bind it it's gonna be bound and not just here but in heaven as well so we're gonna prevent these things from from taking place and and this is a a, a very small piece of scripture but such a powerful piece for a believer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to your point, uh, to do the Lord's Prayer again, it's it's so pertinent to the kingdom being inside and for us praying the kingdom down on the outside. So um, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So in our lives and in our realms, in our spheres, as it is in heaven. So... Um, I want to read here, uh, not just the Great Commission, but something that kind of popped out in this um, in this scripture here. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain <laughs> where Jesus had told them to go. Whoa! Oh, thank you, Lord. Guys, I know this is a play on words, but I really believe the Holy Spirit's highlighting this. You are to go to the mountain where the Lord told you to go. <laughs> Check this out. Here's right. some here's some Rama word instruction for us. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, so because of this, go and make disciples of all nations. So at Rocky Mountain Revival Radio, we not only believe in discipling people, uh, but discipling nations. Yes. And Daniel, in, because of the hierarchy that he was placed in, uh, from uh, the Lord put him there. But he was able to disciple a nation. Uh, and a couple of them, uh, because different empires rolled in and rolled out. Um, also, the apostles went in and stayed in certain areas. Now, Paul kind of bounced around. Now, he was a you know, Paul's a missionary, he's going to different areas, he's establishing churches. Yes, well, James and Jude stayed in Israel, okay, Thomas. Thomas made his way somehow or another down to <laughs> India. Okay. Um, you know, 
disciples of Paul and Jesus, you know, you know, he definitely led them to the Lord, but disciples of Paul, like Titus or Timothy, they were sent to certain areas uh, to establish kingdom and establish church. Yes. Okay. Um, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, baptizing the nation, baptizing the people in the name of the father and the son and of the Holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. Um, very intentionally, Paul, Paul probably could have got out of trouble. Um, he, but he wanted to go to Caesar and boy, oh boy, that was a chancy one, <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's like, uh, uh-uh, highest court. I'm going on up. <laughs> he was going to tell his testimony. What happened to Caesar? Right. And, um, John seemed to be a thorn in the, in the government side. Also, they couldn't, they couldn't kill him. He was boiled alive and it didn't work. He wasn't really boiled alive. That's, that was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> he was sent. He was sent to Patmos. He was sent to the island of Patmos. And he wrote the book of Revelation. So he's been discipling nations for thousands of years. So um, those apostles, you know, follow the Lord and they did it to death. And the fruit of that is in history. Um, as the church kept on going, the fruit of that is in history. And yeah, the church has made mistakes in the past, but here, here's where I'm going with that. We're in the book of Acts continued, guys. Um, our ministry as believers is to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, uh, to preach the good news of the kingdom. Um, and that's that's not just pastors and leadership. That's right. uh, that's all of us. <laughs> that is everybody. That's everybody. Everybody. And it's leadership's job um, to encourage us and to show us and to teach us and edify us and encourage us into all these things so that we're actually doing the work of Jesus and the gospel. Um, Well, I think that's why we we always encourage you at the end of the show to make sure that you're plugged into a good Bible teaching, uh, you know, Holy Spirit filled church. Because, you know, if you're not in a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Holy Spirit-filled church, you're not going to get the tools and things you need to help equip you to fulfill your part in the Great Commission, you know, to go heal, to go spread the word, all the things. Um, And that's so important because the Bible, as we've talked about on the show a hundred times, you know, the Bible is alive. The Bible is a living, breathing document um, for now. It's not just, you know, this was 2000 years ago or 5,000 years or whatever, you know, it is a for now thing. And so we are called all of us, every one of us are called to take part in this and the Holy Spirit's going to gift you uh, with certain things as he deems necessary to help you fulfill that task. And it's up to your leadership um, to help train and equip you and to, to give you some more foundational things to help you and the Holy Spirit go do what you've been commanded to do. Um, and, and that is to to fulfill your part in the kingdom. Um, and 
again, I was just thinking as we were talking that, you know, even going back to Daniel for a second, you know, he prophesied uh, back in Daniel 2 about the fact that there was going to be a kingdom that was going to come, um, that that God's going to set up a kingdom that's never going to be destroyed, that's not going to be left for another, um, it's not going to be crushed, it's going to last forever. And, and so if you're thinking in that mindset, um, <clears throat> kingdom mindset, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, this is kind of an eternal thing that you're working towards. You're working to combat the powers of darkness and the and the evil spirits that inhabit this mountain um, for the benefit of your fellow man, for the benefit of the kingdom. Um, so I guess I just want to kind of tie in some encouragement there to some things we've already kind of been hitting on here the last few minutes. Yeah, back to Matthew 18, 18 real quick. Uh, whatever you bind on earth will... Well, Jesus says a statement. I tell you the truth. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. And and so our mouths are um, eternal weapons, um, e- eternally blessing, uh, eternally binding in heaven, or eternally loosing from heaven. Um, and... You know, why this is so important is we we do need to watch how we uh, bless. We do need to watch how we use our mouths, um, especially when dealing with people uh, in our sphere of influence and in government. And what I mean by this is, is you we have to be in outreach in this sector uh, a lot. Um, we have to lovingly be Jesus to people in this sector and embracing the miraculous wouldn't hurt guys. Um, and, and another thing too, is the miraculous usually, well, how do I say this? God uses the imperfect. Yes, absolutely. Yes. But he also purifies mouths. And that's a that's a miracle of that's a miracle really a pure a purified um, uh, speech a purified tongue is a miracle, and why I say that is we're into we're 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 to go to make disciples of nations and of people. You're even to make goats. Uh, now we don't make goats sheep. That's a miracle of God. But we're even to disciple goats. We're even to we're even to shepherd goats. So is your Jesus contagious enough for a goat to want to turn into a sheep? Hmm. Is your Jesus contagious enough? Is your encounter with the Lord? Is your experience with the Lord? Is your time with the Lord? Is your devotion to the Lord? Is the Lord exuding out of you at such a way, in such a way that you are a contagious person? I'm wearing a funny shirt today. I love this. This is an older shirt now. And sorry, bro, I forget the name who made this company. This is this is probably like 12 years old now. But anyway, this is Barry. He's a bear. He's bearing fruit. Okay. The spiritual fruit. Uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
Do we exude these things so that we are effective in a secular environment such as government? Um, are our souls and our mouths purified and sanctified to a point of contagious? Yes, a contagious contagion known as Jesus. Ooh. Mm. Heath, you might have to bleep me out there. I say <laughs> contagious <laughs> contagion known as Jesus. No, we're not bleeping that out. That's a true okay. story. Okay, yeah. Thank because, you. To, your, to your point, because... You know, what Michael's saying is so true because how far away you are from the kingdom of God is really dependent upon you. Um, you you are the one that creates the distance. In this sense, you're really not that far away from the kingdom. As as we talked about, um, you know, that Mark scripture, and it's also mentioned again in Luke 17, 2021. Um, you are basically as close to the kingdom as one decision. So it's that one decision, whether or not you're going to allow Christ to rule in your heart um and to impact your life or are you going to make the decision to you know reject that and keep yourself out of the kingdom um because like we said before the kingdom of god is within you again luke 17 21 um right. so yeah just to to prove to help adds add on to your point there um there is a simple decision well and and so and this too if we're having uh, religious problems and we're uh, constantly uh, uh, Bible bashing and and our Bible has turned into a machete and we're just 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 chopping through, <laughs> um, you're not a contagious Christian, and you should probably stay away from an area or a mountain that really needs contagious Christians. Daniel was contagious. Jesus was full of joy. He was the party guy, or at least it seemed like that. That's what he got blamed for being. He got blamed for being a drunkard and a glutton. And it was all by association. He wasn't doing those things. It was by association because he was, he was contagious and he came for the sick. He said, yes. he said to the, uh, Oh, I think it was the Pharisee. Maybe, uh, you know, doctors, you know, sick need doctors. You know, uh, well, people don't need doctors, sick need doctors. And so his point there was, we're going to, this is a missional, the seven mountains, all they are, are, is really good missionary. Help me, Heath. What's the word? Um, tactics. It's yep. really good. Yeah. It's just a specifier in how to go and where to go and what to do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so I will just say engage part of, part of you being a good son of God or daughter of God is engaging with God, letting him sanctify you and doing that hard work. Uh, if there is a, uh, a wrong thing of pride if there's a wrong thing in you of uh, uh, cutting people down with the scriptures when when they are uh, to be done in love and they are to bless, and the wisdom is go of God is to look good, uh, it is not to be perverted. It's to look good on you. It's to look good in you. It's to look good coming out of you. Um, uh, you know, I'm not saying you're not going to have enemies. I'm saying... 
people have to want your Jesus. Is your Jesus desirable? Uh, that would be like probably the insider tip I would give for, specifically for this mountain. Um, you have to be able to infiltrate. And to infiltrate, you people have to wonder what's different about you. Because because that's the effect that Jesus can have on your life. You The ability to infiltrate is people wondering, what's different about you? Why are you charismatic? You don't seem like Christian. You don't seem like what I know of Christian. You don't seem like that weird church guy. You seem dynamic, smart, capable, able. Um, uh, person of integrity. <laughs> This isn't church bashing. This is what people say. Right. <laughs> this is a reality. Heath. Well, I think uh, you know the the one the one thing that uh, that Matthew verse you know reminds me of is that we we can speak these things, we can bind these things, and so one of the best ways we can do that, besides um, you know praise and worship, is through prayer. And you know, I believe that everybody um is called to pray for this mountain uh for people in this mountain it's the responsibility of every follower of jesus according to first timothy 2 1 through 4 um and whether it's your local your state your national whatever um you know government has responsibility um that's seems greater than any other citizen but i i i'm having a hard time distinguishing between the two i think that um there there is no hierarchy there just because you're in government doesn't make you better than somebody else um it just means you have a little more responsibility than say i have um you know and, and there are two pillars of authority there from a biblical standpoint whether it's civil or spiritual um and that's justice and righteousness and so you know we want to give you some prayer topics as we've done with the the other three uh mountain series shows that we've done so far um and so a couple of those would just be um, pray for those involved in writing laws and administrating them, whether in legislature, judicial, executive cap capacities, military law enforcement to do with wisdom, revelation, truth, and justice. Um, mm. Pray for people who are faithfully serving a government, that they're aware of the, the spiritual forces, the demonic forces we talked about earlier in the show, and that they become proficient in operating in the opposite spirits, exhibiting humility and a servant mindset. Um, pray that... Um, an attitude of dependence on God because the word in Proverbs 8.15 says, I empower kings to reign and rulers to make laws that are just. We want to pray into those individuals being called into, into this mountain. We want to pray for men and women to fear God more than man. And those people that, that have that fear would be called to serve in these places of government and leadership um, because, again, biblical principles and values um, are going to bring about um, that authority where people are going to rejoice as we talked about at the beginning of the show back in proverbs too um we want to pray for men and women of courage and conviction to rise up and take their place within government across the nation uh we want to pray that um there are ministries and organizations that encourage and train the next generation of young men and women to be like the sons of issachar who understand the times and who know what we should be doing in these times and, and Heath, can we touch on that real quick sure go ahead so one thing that Jesus says is, um, uh, whoever has the ears to hear, hear. Okay. 
Um, he also <laughs> he also talks about the eyes to see, the ears to hear. Okay, what I'm trying to say is, in, in Jesus, the gift of the sons of Issachar to know and discern the times and what to do, that's in Jesus. Yes. Uh, that was a spiritual gift given to a, a group, uh, a segment of the Israelites, the sons of Issachar. Um, it's in Christ. And so the beginning of the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Okay. And so therefore, uh, knowing what to do at the exact moment, because you see it or you perceive it is a gift from God. Yes. So I just wanted to, uh, is in Jesus. I just wanted to double stamp that. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you did. Um, and I guess the last prayer point I would give you is just to pray that every every person who's able of legal age, wherever you're at, can exercise their personal responsibility to vote, and that there is a holy realignment of uh, the nation's civil laws to God's laws. So those two things will realign, so that. And again, one of the reasons that's a an important prayer point for me uh, so that the protection of the most vulnerable in our society takes place, you know, because again, we need to be looking out for our children, for our elderly, um, for those that can't take care of themselves. And some of these laws that are coming into effect, I, I got notice on, on one yesterday, actually, that's coming up in our area that is incredibly scary as a parent of kids in school. And so I'm not going to get into that on the show, but definitely there are things happening out there to take away your rights, responsibilities as a parent or to empower your children to make choices without you and and that, that are definitely not in alignment with biblical principle. And so we want to pray into these situations that that there is this realignment, that there is um, you know things that are looking to protect our kids, not um, further separate us, not further expose them to the lies of the enemy. Um, and so with that, I guess, final, final thoughts, Michael. Um, okay. So when there's an atmosphere of bad laws or the knowledge of God is, is far from a people guys, this is simple. This is actually real time right now. There's lying and cheating. Let's just let's go, for example, lying and cheating, right? When officers look the other way with lying and cheating, uh, when there's a culture of lying and cheating, um, and, and there are stronger cultures of lying and cheating in third world countries, oh boy, uh, just carry some cash with you and you could do many, many, many things. Right. Because you get pulled over or whatever, you give them a $100 bill. <laughs> See ya. You know, right. and so there's cultures of this uh, stronger than America, but we're seeing an increase of it. Um, a, a, you know, a downgrading culture every so, I don't know, six months. <laughs> like it's, it's rapid. Um, right. But what, what, what Heath was saying is like, so when uh, godly stuff is in culture, there's such a restraint on just for example, lying and cheating. Right. Well, let's not even touch anything else. Let's just talk about lying and cheating. If we had way more lying and cheating in in this nation and and in your nation, maybe at, in Europe or around the world, listening to us, um, guys, it can get worse. It might be pretty bad in your nation or in our nation or whatever, but it could get way worse. 
there are restraints that God does yes. to restrain evil in the land. And he will use government, but he also can use that personal relationship uh, with, with people who, who obey him. And there's more, if there's more personal relationship with God, people who obey him, um, there's a lot less of this going on. And there's a lot more morals being brought up. There's a lot less lying and cheating. Let's just keep it on the lying and cheating. <laughs> a lot less lying and cheating. A lot more morals. A lot more discipleship. A lot more uh, mentorship and character character um, excellence when God is uh, around and lifted high. Okay. I think that's it. <laughs> you think that's it? All right. I think so. Um, no, I, uh, you know, we, we, we covered a lot. And again, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the first part of the show, there there are so many other people we could have pulled in from the Bible that that are amazing examples of, you know, in government. Um, and so there, there there's a whole list of folks and, and probably some more that I didn't even have on the list. Um, you know, we, we talked through um, Adam. We talked through... Saul and Samuel, we talked, you know, Daniel, um, we talked to Jesus, of course. Um, and so there, there's plenty of examples for you. I think we gave, we gave you plenty of scripture to, to kind of back all this up. Um, again, I, I, I'm going to throw it out there. You know, if, if you've got questions, you need further information, there are legitimately, I've got on my iPad right now, at least 10 different sites open discussing this particular topic. Um, I can point you to some of those resources. If you want to write me at host.heath at rmr.live, I'll gladly share those with you um, just so that you can kind of research yourself and, and see um, what some of these other commentators on these mountains are talking about from, you know, Lance Wall now to... Um, man, there's several churches, and, and even the whole uh, Seven Mountains dot um, org, I think, is the website. There's a whole website devoted to nothing but each of these Seven Mountains um, to give different perspectives from different commentators. So we we want to make sure that you've got the the tools, the information you need to to help you on your trek um, up, down, around, through the mountain, what, whatever your time on the mountain. Um, so with that, we'll I guess coming around the mountain when you come, <laughs> when you come, if you exactly. understand that, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <about> that. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was awesome. <laughs> we'll be coming around the mountain when we come. Exactly. Exactly. That was awesome. I'm glad you did that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, with that, uh, you want to pray us out, Michael? Yeah. Uh, and if there's anyone touched by the Lord today and that would respond to, your eternity uh the lord is reaching out to you um he wants to save you that's that's what he did that's what he does he is our savior uh repeat genuinely wholeheartedly after me lord lord save me save me i need you i need you be the lord of my life be the lord of my life I turn to you and change my mind to you. I turn to you and change my mind to you. I reject uh, my old stuff and ways. I reject my old stuff and ways. I want to follow you. I want to follow you. Save me this day in Save Jesus' me name. This day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So if you reach out to the Lord there, uh, we would love 
to hear from you? Yes, you can uh, write us at prayer at rmr.live, and we would be happy to celebrate that decision with you. Um, we do believe that you uh, have definitely prayed to the Lord. We definitely want to um, affirm that you are getting into the family of God or were born again, kind of just depending on uh, your relationship with the Lord and your story with the Lord. Why I say that is I want you to be genuinely saved. Right. <laughs> that is why. I am not going to promise that you were saved, but I do promise I we know a Savior. And uh, you, sometimes going, uh, doing a step of faith uh, and going towards your salvation a little bit more than just a prayer is, is what the Lord desires of you. So chase Him wholeheartedly and know that He saves and that if you desire Him to be your Lord, He's going to be your Lord. So that is why I say that. So, right, and I just want to piggyback that with you know, the next step after the, after making that decision. You know, whether you reach out to us or not is irrelevant at this point. We hope you do, um, but definitely make sure that you're getting plugged in where you're at to a, a good Bible believing, Bible teaching, Holy Spirit filled church. Um, because again, <clears throat> the one thing that happens once you decide you're going to follow Jesus and you accept Him into your life, uh, then the enemy kind of puts a target on your back. So we want to make sure that you're that you're being protected, that you're getting the skills and the tools you need as a new believer, a uh, new follower to um, not get sidetracked and not get waylaid by the enemy, but to get uh, further along your walk with, with the Lord. And, and so if you need help finding those resources, you again, please write me, uh, host.heath at rmr.live, and I'll gladly partner with you to help plug you into a local um, local church in your area and if not we've got some great online resources that you can plug into as well so we'd love to help you with that if possible alright well with that I guess uh, this this time went by on this show I didn't realize we'd uh, we'd spent so much time but there was definitely a lot to cover hopefully you guys uh, benefit from this uh, thanks so much everyone for tuning in and joining us today as a reminder, if you like today's show and the show's content, we encourage you to share it with your friends, family, loved ones, co-workers, because sharing is caring. Remember to check out rmrr.live for all the latest information updates about the show. Like, subscribe to the show's YouTube and Rumble pages. Follow us on all the socials. Yep, it's on the website. Podcast the show. We love all of our podcast listeners around the globe. And yes, I don't get tired of saying that. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, every week with us, spending time with us and the Lord and getting that information you need to uh, be missional in your area. And if you feel led to donate to the show, of course, there are links to do so on the website, down below in the show description, or if you're watching, on your screen. Um, all donations are going to go to hosting fee software equipment, whatever it is that we need to do to help us help you guys uh, you know, produce better shows so that you guys can do what you need to do in your area. And of course, uh, we are doing still a portion of our funds to Redemption Squad to uh, uh, partner with them. And remember, as I said before, get yourself a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Holy Spirit-led church, plug into groups, discipleship opportunities, serve in the church in any way you can. And if you guys had half as much fun as we did on the show, then we had twice as much fun as you. Thank you again, everybody. <laughs> Have a great week and be blessed. Thank you for listening to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio.